Hello and welcome to Unashamedly Human, the podcast. This is episode 41. My name is Emily Chadbourne and this particular episode is the edit of a live video that I did into my free Facebook group, That Crazy Thing Called Life. And the conversation veered onto anxiety and I thought it was a conversation worth sharing. So like I said, I edited the audio to create this episode for you. If you haven't joined that crazy thing called life yet, just head to the show notes and the link is there for you to join the 3000 plus other women who are hanging out with me in that Facebook group where we are learning about strengthening our spiritual connection, understanding ourselves, sitting in the seat of awareness and better managing our minds building our emotional resilience and manifesting greater results for ourselves and our loved ones. Now, halfway through that episode, you will hear me refer to someone called Theodore. Theodore is my dog. He's my puppy and he's full of mischief. So if you think I'm going crazy in talking about Theodore and a scrunchie, I am actually talking to a sentient being. It is just my dog. You can join us in our adventures over on Instagram. I've been told that my Insta stories are kind of funny, Emily underscore that crazy thing called life. Now, if you would like more information about how to join the Unashamedly Human Hub, which is the community to belong to if you want to learn about manifesting different results for yourself, about deepening your spiritual connection and about living a life full of purpose and peace, then go to the show notes. There is a link there for you to follow. If you want to join one of my short free courses, then head over to that crazy thing called life. They run live with me in that group really, really regularly. And it will give you a little taster of what it might be like to join the Unashamedly Human Hub and change your results. Okay, it is time to get on with the main event. Sit back, grab yourself a cup of tea and enjoy this episode. If you love it, please share it. Feel free to share it on your Insta story and tag me, Emily underscore that crazy thing called life. You can share it on Spotify. If you are listening to this on iTunes, please rate and review. It really helps other people find this content. And of course, word of mouth. Nothing works better than word of mouth, does it? You tell Barbara down the road that she should have a little listen to this episode. Hi, my name is Emily Chadbourne and welcome to Unashamedly Human, the podcast. where we explore how we can better understand our thoughts, feelings, and actions, change our results, and feel less alone as we navigate that crazy thing called life. This show is sponsored by absolutely bloody nobody because, well, no one is willing to pay me for this shit yet. But I am a huge believer in supporting other small businesses that I love and fellow entrepreneurs who, like me, are trying to make the world a better place. So, if you hear me recommend or promote other coaches, products or services, please know that it's not an ad. I just want to share the love. Also though, if you did want to sponsor me, I would completely be okay with that. So you could email me at info at emilychabwan.com. Do Chanel sponsor podcasts? You have to take control and responsibility for your emotions. And that doesn't necessarily mean you're never going to have a bad feeling again. You're never going to have a negative thought again. You can, you know, follow my five-step formula and then, oh, you'll only ever have positive thoughts, guys. You'll always have good days, guys. You'll always have lots of money, guys. You'll always be loved. That's just not fucking human. 
You are asking for a, a fairyland world that doesn't exist for anybody. You think Oprah never has a bad day? You think Tony Robbins doesn't lose his shit sometimes? Of course. It's called being human and we need to learn how to embrace the full spectrum of being a human being because when we can embrace those hard days, when we can embrace the lessons, when we don't resist them, the pain is always in the resistance. Repeat after me, the pain is always in the resistance. We sit there worrying about our anxiety, right? Oh my God, I'm really anxious. Oh my God, what am I gonna do about my anxiety? Fucking love your anxiety. Hey guys, you know what? I'm feeling real fucking anxious today. You know why? Well, what have I been doing? Let's have a look at this anxiety. Let's not try and run away from it. Let's not try and suppress it. Let's not try and drink my way through it. Let's not try and fucking blame other people for it. Let's just sit with it for a minute. Let's stop fucking running. The definition of running means that something is chasing you. Just stop running. Let's turn towards your anxiety and be like, okay, what are the circumstances around this anxiety? All right, well, we're in the middle of a global pandemic. Fair. Fair that right now I feel a little bit anxious about the high level of uncertainty, not just from me, myself, but also from my neighbours, my community, my fucking government, right? Now, I'm not saying that the government should know what they're doing because it's a global pandemic that we've never experienced before with a virus that we don't really know anything about. I understand that they don't know, but there's leadership and then there's fuckery, in my opinion. Jacinta, leadership. ScoMo, Johnson, fuckery. Anyway, not, I'm not here to talk about that. Um, look, I, I would say I, could, I wouldn't do a better job, but I think I would do a better job at leadership. Anyway. She says, <laughs> at 7.30 on a Friday morning, in her pyjamas, if I'm going to be honest with you guys. We'll give ourselves a little bit of an allowance around this feeling that I'm currently um, holding in my chest, right? Which is like, I don't really know what's going on. There's a high level of uncertainty. Now, what I'm going to do is I'm going to follow that. I never let a feeling stop me. This is the key, right? So I feel anxiety. Right, now I'm going to respond to the anxiousness. No. I'm gonna push past the anxiousness. I'm gonna to speak to it. I'm gonna unpack it. What's going on for me right now that I feel this anxious? Oh, I always feel anxious when I'm around my boyfriend. There's a fucking pattern there, people. Oh, I always feel anxious when I wake up with a hangover. There's a fucking pattern there, people. I always feel anxious after I've watched the news. There's a fucking pattern there. You have to observe yourself. Nobody else is gonna come along and tell you this makes you feel anxious. Have this thought instead. You have to parent yourself. You have to take charge of your one fucking precious life. This is everything that you learn to do in the hub. And you learn to do it with a lot of other women who are doing it as well, myself included, because I don't claim to have all my shit together all the time. In fact, rarely. Sometimes bits of my shit happen to be in the same room, but it doesn't happen very often. And then normally once they see each other, they scatter again. So like, this isn't about getting life right. This is about sinking into what previously you have been running away from and so perpetuating more of. It's about turning towards your anxiety and being like, I'm gonna look at you, I'm gonna study you. Not, I'm gonna stay with this anxious thought. You're gonna move past the anxious thought so that you can transcend it, so that you can release it. Not so you can get rid of it. Being anxious is a normal part of human behavior. Being anxious in today's society is fucking normal. You're not weird for having anxiety you are depriving yourself of great joy and richness by living with anxiety, by staying in the shame of anxiety, by not making friends with your anxiety, by not understanding your anxiety. 
sure, you're denying yourself all sorts of joy. And it's so subjective because what I consider to be anxious, what you consider to be anxiety, what Jane considers to be anxiety, very different things, right? I don't know what your feeling feels like. I can describe to you what my feeling feels like. I can describe to you the clusterfuck what's going on in my head as that feeling is happening. I know if I watch the news, I'll feel anxious. So I don't fucking watch the news. I know if I eat high amounts of sugar, I'll feel anxious. I know that for years and years and years, I thought the best way to cope with my anxiety was to drink through it. And then I realized it was that that was making me fucking anxious. And so I stopped that behavior. How did I stop that behavior? I recognized I wasn't gonna do it by myself. So I went, okay, who has got success in doing it? And I went and I hung out with them. I walked into an AA room. Hey guys, can't stop drinking. I hear you people know a little bit about this. Can you help me out? And they did. I don't think that trying to get rid of your anxiety by running away from it or hoping there's a magic pill for it or berating yourself for even having it is a strategy that's working for anybody. So instead, we do the counterintuitive thing, granted, and we turn towards the anxiety. What thought am I having on a regular, continuous, constant basis that brings about this feeling for me? What's happening environmentally? What's happening with my diet? What am I feeding my mind on a continuous, constant basis? Who am I hanging out with? Oh my God, every time I see my mum, all she does is watch the news, study the facts around corona, uh, ask me if I'm safe, ask me if I've got my mask on, ask me if I've washed my hands today. I fuck, it's freaking me the fuck out. Now I'm not gonna cut my mum out of my life. But I am going to put some real strict fucking boundaries in place with her about how she communicates with me, how often I see her, and what is appropriate behavior around me because I am always teaching the universe, money, people, my lover, my fucking dog, how they can be around me. And the way I'm teaching them that is, I'm demonstrating it with myself at all times. I'm not really worthy of anything. Okay. <laughs> I will treat you like you are not worthy of anything. I don't do that consciously. Unconsciously, I absolutely do. My energy picks up on your energy and it responds accordingly. Now, what do you do about the fact that you don't really feel worthy of anything? You do the fucking work. You were born into worthlessness. You weren't born into anxiety. You weren't born into shyness. You weren't born into people pleasing. That is learnt behavior. In exactly the same way that you weren't pre-programmed to know English, you learnt the language when you arrived here in your physical human form. If you had been born into a German speaking family in the middle of Germany, you would not be speaking English now. You would be speaking German. And in exactly the same way we learn language, we learn feeling. And so if I wanted now to be like, actually, do you know what? I understand that my mother tongue is always gonna be English. My mother tongue is always gonna be victimhood. It will always be my primary language. <laughs> Till the day I die, my go-to will be victimhood because I learnt it from a very young age, like the day I was born into this world. And so it becomes my comfortable language. It doesn't mean it's resourceful, it's just my comfortable language. It doesn't get me what I want. Being a victim of my own reality, being a victim of you, does not get me richness, it does not get me healthy love, it gives me codependency, it gives me you know, self-sabotage, it makes me play small, but it's my comfortable language. Go figure. Now, I'm not gonna berate myself for that. I'm not gonna even blame my parents for that. My parents didn't know what the fuck they were doing. My parents aren't qualified to be parents. They didn't sit a fucking test. 
They got taught by their parents, who were fucking unqualified. Who got taught by their parents, who got taught by their parents. When you look at the patriarchy, when you look at social conditioning across the years, it's amazing we're as advanced as we are. It's like, especially in England, Jesus Christ, couldn't even wear your fucking skirt above your ankles. My God, no one knew what they were fucking doing. And so this has been passed down generation to generation to generation. My grandmother's fear, I feel. My grandmother's victimhood, I display. My grandmother's anxiety, I feel it in my cell. Not because my grandma was a dick, but because she was taught that from her parents, from her social conditioning, from living through two fucking world wars, from having a twin sister who died, from having a mental illness that was never diagnosed because who diagnosed mental illness in the 20s? Fucking nobody. And so this pattern of behavior is passed down to generation to generation to generation. This is how you forgive your parents, right? Is that you recognize that they didn't know any better. Now, you don't have to condone the behavior of your parents. You don't have to say, well, that was okay. And not everything needs to be forgiven, but most things need to be accepted so that you can be free in yourself to break the pattern, to, to say, right, this stops with me. I'm not passing this shit down to my kids. I'm not showing my kids anxiety. I'm not demonstrating to my kids that they should play small. I'm not demonstrating to my kids that other people are more important to them. It doesn't matter what you say to your kids, it's what you are around your kids. It's like the fucking ugly heirloom, right? That gets you like, oh God, they're reading the will. Don't, don't give me the victimhood heirloom. Oh shit, fuck man, they gave me the victimhood heirloom. But it's my comfortable one, right? It's my, it's my primary language, it's my mother tongue. Theodore, right, you're a scrunchy monster and you are not to jump up on things, okay? Please. He doesn't understand that. I'm gonna just say that right there, that dog does not understand anything I've just said. If I really wanted to correct his behavior, he would have gone and he would have sat in his little corner and that's the truth. Isn't it? Bedouin. Mwah. Always teaching other people how to behave around you. That was a demonstration of how not to do it. So let's say, for example, I did want to learn German, right? I want to speak a completely different language. I want to have a different emotion, right? Now that is not to say that I'm going to forget how to speak English, right? You're never, you're never going to forget how to be anxious. Plus, add in to the equation that we live in an anxiety-producing world. We have 24-hour artificial light. We have connection to the internet 24-7. We have noise around us all the time. We're constantly being marketed to, constantly being sold to. How do people sell? Through the use of fear. You are not enough unless you use this face cream. You're only successful if you have this much money. You're only worthy of love if you look like this, right? It's constant, all of the time. Be fucking careful what you feed your mind. Do you feel more anxious when you listen to the radio are you in debt no but I feel like I am now Jesus Christ like be careful what you feed your mind in the same way you're careful what you feed your body right feed your body copious amounts of sugar welcome to cancer and type 2 diabetes feed yourself daily alcohol welcome to alcoholism and cirrhosis of the liver feed your mind shit on television day in day out Instagram feeds day in day out listening to your fucking neighbor self-perpetuate fear day in day out you will experience more anxiety that's not anything spiritual that's not anything new that's just fucking obvious fact and so now i want to speak german right i want to speak in this completely different language so i am going to have to consciously consciously put myself into a situation where i am forced to speak german because if you speak english to me I'm going to speak English back to you. 
So I'm going to have to learn German. I'm going to have to sit down and actually learn it. I'm like, wow, I didn't know that the word for town hall was Rathaus. It's the only German word I know. And yeah, you damn right I remember it from my GCSEs. Rathaus. I love it. I, it, so if ever you're in Germany with me and you need to find the town hall, what is up, sister? I got your back. You know, I'm going to have to learn these words. It's like learning a new language. And then every time I get spoken to, I'm probably going to respond in my head in English. And then I'm going to have to, with my second thought, be like, okay, I'm going to translate that into German. Now, the more that I immerse myself in the German language, the more that I practice speaking in the German language, the more that I observe the reaction that other people give to me as I speak German language, I am going to eventually, over time, with repetition, with constant work, with dedication to the cause, I am going to begin to give myself permission to speak either language. English will always be my mother tongue. That's not going anywhere. My victimhood isn't going anywhere. My almost like weird fucked up desire to catastrophize a situation instead of look at the positive in a situation, that's always gonna be my first thought. I'm always in conversation with myself in German. I'm always asking myself, how else can I look at this? What else, like, what is going on here? What's the bigger picture happening here? I don't get to just be like, oh, that didn't work. Hang on a minute, that's me speaking English. That's me speaking victimhood. Right now, I wanna speak success. So what does that look like? How do I need to interpret that? What do I need to translate that to? And now I have to consciously and purposefully speak that language. Now, I'm gonna go and I'm gonna find someone else who's speaking success as their primary language or their fluent language, and I'm gonna hang out with them. Because I need to be in that conversation and not this conversation. Because the more I'm in this conversation, the more that that will become my reality. Understand that your anxiety is normal and it's fine. Running away from a feeling, berating yourself for a feeling, feeling shame for having a feeling. What's that doing? Adding to the feeling. It's like, I wanna put the fire out, so I'm gonna put some more wood on it, guys. No, we're just gonna like, okay, this is the feeling I'm having, all good. Uh, it, it's, it's understandable and to an extent, really acceptable. Now, do I want to continue stoking this feeling through what I'm feeding my mind? through the conversations that I'm having, through the thoughts that I'm having. How about I move f further than the feeling? So I'm gonna push past the feeling. I'm not just gonna be like, I feel anxious, so I'm just gonna react like this to try and get rid of the anxiousness. No, I'm just gonna be like, okay, I feel anxious. I'm gonna move past that feeling. I'm gonna study that feeling. I'm gonna embrace that feeling. What is it? Right, really, when I unpack it, when I keep asking myself these questions, when I continue to unpack this feeling of anxiousness, where does it come down to in its core? I just don't feel like I'm good enough. That's it. I don't feel like I'm worthy of love. I don't feel I'm worthy of money. I don't feel like whatever it might be. Maybe I'm scared of dying. Okay, well go and look at that. Because it's happening. Happening to you, happening to me, happening to every single sentient, living, breathing being on this planet. Let me be really clear on that. Sitting with anxiety is not sitting in anxiety. It's understanding anxiety. Understanding your triggers, understanding the thought, understanding what is happening externally to you and internally with you that is creating, like look for the pattern. Look for the pattern and then you can break the pattern. While you're just responding to anxiety in a heightened state of anxiety, it's not gonna help. When you are in that state of anxiety, it's really hard to do anything but feel the anxiety. I get that. 
So what I suggest that you do is bring in a daily practice of some kind. It might be breathing, it might be meditation, it might be journaling, it might be sitting with a cup of coffee every single morning for three minutes in a room and holding it and concentrating on it and focusing on it and touching it and smelling it and tasting it and not think, not swilling it down your throat, thinking about all the other things that you've got to do. It might just be that art of practicing groundedness and mindfulness. It might be being in nature every day. One of the greatest, greatest gifts I ever gave myself was Kundalini Yoga. Um, so that kind of practice or something, whatever it is for you, that calms you, that brings you into now. The other thing that Kundalini does for me is it gives me intense focus. I cannot think about What's happening with the car? What's happening with coronavirus? What did he say to me? Why hasn't he called me back? I cannot think about that when I am in practice of Kundalini Yoga. I'm practicing on breathing. I'm practicing on holding this position or I'm listening to the mantra, the release, the break of state that is so necessary for us to be able to come out from the anxiety just for a moment, take a breath and be like, right, hang on a minute. I, I, I've taken a, a step back, I can witness myself just for a second, okay, hang on, now I can actually think about this from a place of logic, because when you're in the anxiety, I understand it's really then, it's really hard then to, um, to move away from it, because you're in it. So a practice like Kundalini, or um, like hugging a fucking tree, uh, meditating, journaling, um, exercise is really good for it as well. Um, but again, when you're in that, um, high level of anxiety, I understand it's really hard to take a step out. So having something in your life or having someone that you contact or having that trigger which will help you break the state means you can take a step back, means you can start witnessing yourself, which means that you can start processing, you can push past the feeling and into the context that that feeling has. How is that feeling being fueled? And then you can start taking appropriate action around that then you can start using your second thought, i.e. I'm gonna start speaking German right now instead of English. Then you can start analyzing and going inwards and self-reflecting on, okay, well, what story is behind that? What's, what, what, who taught me that story? Who told me that that was the thing that I should believe? And how is that manifesting for me? All of this is taught in the hub, by the way, just quietly. Absolutely everything that you need to know in order to find a thought, unpack it, analyze it, break it down, re-fucking program a different one into your mind and have a completely different result that has a completely different vibrational frequency which will give you a completely different manifesting result, all in the hub, all laid out step by step. Never too late to join the hub, you can always join the hub. If you're anything like me, your first thought in the morning is often one of, oh holy fuck. We wake up instantly feeling like we're in lack. Not enough sleep, not enough time, not enough. We scroll through social media and feel not enough. We think about our day ahead and feel underprepared, uninspired or overwhelmed. What if we're not enough? Before we're even out of bed, our mind is telling us all sorts of crazy stories. And these stories set the precedent for our day and have a huge effect on our results. Imagine if you could start your day with a different thought. Imagine waking up to a daily reminder of the greatness that lies within you. Imagine having your own personal and funny cheerleader, 
inspiring you every single day. Imagine your first waking thought being one of abundance and purpose. Well, imagine no longer, my friend, because now you can wake up with M. Wake Up With M is a text message service for women who are ready to wake up to their power, purpose, and passion. A daily motivational message from me personally to get you smiling into your day and vibing high from the moment you wake up and all for less than the price of a couple of lattes a month. And even better, you get the first month completely for free. Because, well, you know, you might actually find it really annoying to have a daily reminder that you're amazing and capable and awesome. Head to emilychabourne.com forward slash wake up or check out the link in the show notes below.